Yes, here we go. We are in with the Hatcher Report. I'm your host, Sheila Smoot. And we are here with you with the Hatcher Report. And this is a show about what you need to know from our illustrious senator and state senator, Kurt Hatcher of Alabama, the Democrat. And we are being joined also by guest state senator, Stephen Roberts of Missouri. And for those of you who don't know, that means a little bit of St. Louis. I'll let him talk to you about that. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Doing really good. Can't complain at all. Lots going on, and we're going to get right to it uh, in regard to what is happening in our world, in our nation, and certainly in both of your districts. Senator Kurt Hatcher, take it away. You were talking earlier uh, with me and with the senator about things that are happening. Reapportionment. What does that mean to your community? What does it mean, uh, Senator uh, Roberts, to yours? Uh, Senator Hatcher? Well, you know, first of all, thank you, Sheila. Um, for always being so so amazing. Thank you. And uh, and I certainly am grateful to have my friend and and brother uh, Stephen Roberts joining me. We're keeping brother Roberts busy. <laughs> uh, he's only in the Montgomery community for training in the military. He's finding himself doing a whole lot more on our shows here in Montgomery. So I'm just so happy to have his talent around. If we could fill him from St. Louis, we would. Sheila. We would. We would we would take <laughs> yeah. you to heartbeat Senator Roberts. Right. We, we always right. like good talent around here. <laughs> That's right. That's that very kind of so on the uh, uh the, the whole thing about reapportionment and you know with the uh census just coming out, Montgomery bring, being the number three city, reapportionment though means a lot more. What does it mean to the community, uh Senator Hatcher? Well, you know, in my view, and, and you know this as well as a as a former elected official, we're talking mm-hmm. about representation. And that's what the entire, you know, the census is all about, is counting the people so we can properly represent the people. Um, and, and that also comes, you know, what that comes with is also uh, uh, the money necessary to represent uh, our folk. Uh, the way the federal government uh, divvies it up and says, okay, so you have this X number of people here uh, in need of representation, and this representation does not come without... Um, the resources, financial resources in particular, behind it. So, of course, obviously, you want to achieve um, uh, varying degrees of, of equity. Mm. Um, how do you do that? And I think a part of it, from a political standpoint, uh, is what we're finding all over the country in various state houses is, you know, unfortunately, gerrymandering. Mm. Um, and We've got to maintain vigilance over that because it's so easy to find uh, a disproportionate number of individuals not necessarily represented. They're thrown into maybe one group, um, and the the numbers in terms of having you know people in different political parties representing um, other numbers of individuals is not a fair representation of everyone in your state. Now I know that was. I just shared that fairly clumsily, but the, the, the whole goal is fair representation across mm-hmm. the board. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have to watch, uh, you know, how these lines are drawn. We're going to have to pay particular attention here in the state of Alabama uh, to the Black Belt areas. Uh, that is western Alabama, uh, where we're losing a lot of our folk in the rural sections. Um, and I think, you know, and, and I'm confident that you know our leadership um, is on the ball with this and doing what needs to be done because we've seen uh, so many examples of this going in a different direction. I think people are willing to work, 
you know, in harmony as best possible to achieve uh, a fair outcome. And folks, gerrymandering, and and this is the um, term, what it means is a practice Mm -hmm. intended to establish an unfair political advantage for a particular party or group by manipulating the boundaries of electoral districts, which is most commonly used in uh, first past the post uh, electoral systems. But again, it is used. Yes, it is used to uh, basically dilute voting power, I would say. Uh, Senator Robertson, what's your take on it? Absolutely. And, and one of the things that we struggle with is just by the way that the laws are written. I mean, you can you know, have a, a well-intentioned statute, but you can cut these districts in uh, you know, really an infinite number of ways that will still meet the criteria, but one will have more of a prejudicial effect than the other. So that's something that we're constantly uh, aware of. The congressional district in my Senate district location is actually protected by the Voting Rights Act. So, you know, oh, me and my okay. team are, we're actually on our redistricting committee and we're just keeping aware of that, you know, and in the city of St. Louis, we've actually lost a population of about uh, 50,000 people. So we're going to have to, the first congressional district is actually going to have to grow um, in St. Louis city out further out into the county. So that's something, you know, we're keeping our eye on. As, as you can imagine, you know, we're surrounded by Republicans on, on all sides. So it's it's very important to us to make sure that we're able to maintain that majority minority representation in, in our area. And again, here's another caveat for you, too. And uh, two principal tactics are used, folks, in gerrymandering cracking, which means diluting the voting power of the opposing party supporters across many districts and packing, concentrating the opposing party's voting power in one district to reduce their voting power in other districts. And in addition to its use, achieving desired electoral results for a particular party, gerrymandering may be used to help or hinder a particular demographic, such as a political, ethnic, racial, linguistic, religious, or class group. Uh, Senator Hatcher. So, so it brings you back to, the, uh, you know, one, one word shared in your uh, definition, manipulation. How is that manipulating? Mm-hmm. How are people manipulating uh, those numbers? And 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 I can't say enough, you know, how important it is for us to uh, be vigilant and also uh, understanding how all of this works, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, unfortunately, there are far too many, uh, in, you know, in my generation, undoubtedly uh, Senator Roberts' generation as well, who are not as adept at understanding how these lines are drawn. We've got individuals, uh, many of whom are baby boomers, who, who, whose political survival, uh, they understood it very well, right. uh, was, was, was hinging on these outcomes. What are the things they needed to do in order to uh, protect, uh, you know, the political power within the communities, and I'm speaking more specifically, black communities? And what are these things that we were going to need to do in order to protect that? Um, and it brings you know it brings you very easily back to why voting is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Because if the vote wasn't so important to the community, no one would be so busy trying to take it away. So I think, you know, this level of representation, what we what we're talking about with reapportionment, it may sound, uh, you know, uh, not nearly as interesting <laughs> to mm-hmm. most people, except you know political folk, uh, but it's something that has an effect on all of us. Um, in this in this in this country, um, voters and non-voters. So it's very important uh, to pay attention to what's going on and raise the, the questions with 
elected officials and others about the fairness of the process and making sure uh, that our our listeners are uh, are represented in these uh, when these lines are drawn and represented fairly because I think that's an important piece too because you can be represented as Senator Roberts said and people can very easily you know have lines drawn that absolutely dilute the strength of one community over against another. And and as we uh, wrap up this part of the segment, how what can the people do? What can the people do to help each one of you uh, in making sure that redistricting is done properly and in order? Senator uh, Roberts. Definitely. You want folks to be as involved in the process as they can. You know, a, a lot of times we'll be doing um, town halls, things like that, making sure that right. everyone's voice is, is being heard. Um, something that happened, I don't know if uh, Senator Hatch, you all had a similar experience um, here in Alabama 10 years ago, but we actually lost a congressional seat. Mm. And of, of course, you know, us being outnumbered about three to one by the uh, Republican majority, it was a, a Democratic seat. And as you were saying, it, you know, some of those gerrymandering practices to really cut out what is what was previously considered more of a or should be considered more of a toss up area. They were able to really draw it in a way where you had a concentrated amount of Democrats in one area as opposed to, you know, it really being a representation of the St. Louis city and St. Louis County population. So, you know, when these maps are, are being drawn, you were, we're going to be having hearings um, early at the beginning right. of, of next year. You want to make sure that you've got folks coming out testifying when they're looking at these preliminary lines to say, you know what, this is or is not representative of our community or our area. That's Senator so Hatcher. important because mm-hmm. because a part of it, as he's pointing out, it, it, by law, we're required uh, to have those public hearings. And the individuals, we need people to show up for those hearings and to raise questions uh, relating to the very things that Senator Roberts, Roberts has just mentioned about, you know, is this uh, an adequate or proper representation of our area? And I do think, you know, with those voices uh, around, you know, the table, it's better to have them out there, you know, saying this is not a representation of us than not having people show up at all, which is why I want to, you know, we want to figure out various ways to get people involved in the process itself. And that is certainly one of the most important, having those public hearings. And I think ours start Mm -hmm. sometime around the 1st of September, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm sure you're going to keep everybody informed. Welcome into the Hatcher Report, Senator Kurt Hatcher. I'm your host, Sheila Smoot. And our guest today is Senator uh, Stephen Roberts out of Missouri. And also, let's segue into voting laws, because that kind of goes into that, gentlemen. Between January 1st and May 14, 2021, at least 14 states enacted 22 new laws that restrict access to the vote. Um, you know, there were things going on during COVID where you could just kind of drive up. Uh, you didn't have to go in. So many things. But now uh, a lot of the southern region, a lot of, and look at what happened in Texas, where the legislature just walked out, <laughs> literally went to Washington to say, we're not going to take this anymore. Talk about what's going on uh, here, Senator Hatcher. And then uh, uh, Senator uh, Roberts, please, as well, uh, jump in there and tell us. Uh, what what this means collectively to you all as, as sitting uh, state senators? Well, when I served in the House, as you know, I served on the committee uh, campaign, constitution, and elections. One out of, uh, there were three Democrats and I think about six or seven Republicans. Our current member of the, of the uh, Supreme Court, uh, former Representative Matt Friday, chaired the committee. I think Matt uh, Friday did a, a good job of of trying his level best to maintain fairness among the committee members. Alabama has not necessarily been plagued by the same kind of 
draconian measures and, and, and you know, challenging, uh, just downright wrong-headed thinking about voting laws as Texas, but it doesn't mean that we're so far behind, uh, mm-hmm. considering the fact that maybe what Alabama's thinking is that since we're a solidly red state anyway, how much more damage can you do? It doesn't mean that we can't, we, we shouldn't be vigilant, because I have seen, even in the last session, uh, some of the strangest uh, legislation uh, proposed relating to, you know, limiting voting rights. But let me say, we got to keep an eye on the Supreme Court because, you know, with Section 2 recently, that's the move that the court made on the Voting Rights Act. Uh, it is more important than ever that we get uh, some legislation passed in D.C. on the Voting Rights Act. We have to. Uh, obviously, a couple of years ago, the Roberts Court, you know, they made the move on Section 5, which gutted the mm-hmm. heart yeah. of, of, uh, of our Voting Rights Act. So we, we have to have some movement at the, at the, at the federal level uh, because, unfortunately, most of our state houses have run, you know, just, just rogue now with regards to uh, voting rights. Well, uh, Senator Roberts, uh, what's going on in your state in, of uh, Missouri? Well, this latest cycle was it was particularly fascinating, you know, with all of this happening with COVID in the background. We'd actually expanded some of our um, voting rights and in, in, in since allowing folks to vote absentee. Um, you know, typically in, in our state, you have to have an excuse if you're trying to vote, um, if you're trying to vote early or, or anything like that. So we also did something else that was kind of novel. You know, the secretary of state, you know, the Republican Party controls five of our executive offices. We gave him um, an unprecedented amount of authority to um, investigate voter fraud and, and things like that, you know, which is, you know, why, why would you all support that? But we know that it's not a real issue. So what legitimate excuse do you have for proposing legislation? And this stuff is offered every year uh, to restrict voting rights. So we kind of put them in a bag where it's like, well, you're saying, you know, we, we've got to make all these new restrictions. We've given your administration the authority to investigate these in pretty fairly invasive ways. But so far, your office, the AG, hasn't brought any real cases forward. So it kind of supports our argument. You know, these concerns that they're having, it's really more of a, an emotional and political argument as, as yeah. opposed to a real threat to our, our democracy. So, you know, any time, again, this past legislative session, they're continuing to try to pass bills that further restrict rights, make it more difficult for folks to vote, especially in communities of color with a very... with really no legitimate argument for doing so. And I want to ask both of you as we wrap up this part of that segment, you know, I always go back to the people. What can the people do to help you all make sure that these things go through? Because, you know, Alabama has, uh, I think they moved some legislation on restricting the mail-in ballot, uh, Senator Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, that was House Bill, looks like 538. Looks like it was House Bill 538. But it, it was. Yeah, okay. And there, there are all kinds of things going on, anywhere from uh, shortening the window to apply for a mail ballot, to shortening deadlines to deliver the mail ballot, yep. to making it harder to remain on on absentee voting lists to eliminating or limiting sending mail ballots to i mean it goes on and on these folks are just crazy it goes on and on and on senator hatcher um you know what can the people do uh to to help you all um fight harder for to make sure these things don't keep i I always say you know there, there there are so many ways to approach uh protest uh but one that's just definitely effective is when you know you have 
people who are, you know, I, I'm always, and you know, I'm always bothered by the fact that when we're in session, mm-hmm. I haven't, we saw in the last session, thankfully, a lot more people out uh, protesting. Uh, and I mean, doing so, you know, very effectively around a whole host of important issues. Um, we need people uh, to be, you know, out protest. We need people on the, in the media talking about it. We need them, you know, really putting pressure on folks throughout media because, you know, when you're in a super minority, uh, mm-hmm. the best we can do, and we have to do a better job, right, right, of getting out front and talking to the people about what's happening in these state halls, these state houses, because we got to get out there and say to folks, here's what's going on, so it can get people out there in the streets uh, saying, look, we're not going to let this go, because what you're trying to do is take away uh, one of our most uh, uh, basic uh, rights in this country, voting. And, 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 and it's, 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 the, it's the standard bearer for democracy. Mm-hmm. And we export our version of democracy all over the world. And at the same time, we're seeking uh, to do the very things in this country uh, that speaks against that. So I think we have to embarrass, if you will, uh, many of our elected officials into doing the right thing. Now, that's even a stretch. But we can still keep hope alive, I guess. Uh, because I think... You know, when we're dealing with these situations, and you just went down this list, and the, and the first thing I thought about, it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, they sit around and come up with these different strategies to mm-hmm. try to just irritate the, you know, the heck out of you around doing the things that they know are wrong, that they know are wrong. Because Senator Roberts just pointed out, you know, the various ways in which what they're proposing uh, flies in the face of just look. This is these are emotional issues mm-hmm. that individuals are are seeking to legislate their fears and and their prejudices and 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 their dislikes. Wow! And we're done with that. Wow! We're sick of it mm-hmm. because there are very real issues out here that are happening that really needs our attention, particularly as elected officials. Senator Roberts, what can the people do to help? Again, so we, when our hearings start back up, I, I think it does make a difference when you're able to have folks come up and personally testify before right. our Senate and House committees telling their stories of, you know, trying right. to vote and, and be active and, and participate. Um, and, and as Senator Hatcher said, it really comes down to embarrassing them to do the right thing. I mean, the, the good thing about our argument is the facts, the data, it's all on our side. You know, these, uh, you know, superficial right. claims of, of, of voter fraud and, and things like that just there's no evidence to support that. So when we're able to cite to, you know, the legitimate, the, the legitimacy of making it easier for folks to vote, the, the importance of um, taking away some of these barriers. I mean, it's, it's, we've got the evidence and the information on our side. So just continuing to spread that. All right. Then our last topic for the day, we're, as we've got about a few more minutes here, um, the Alabama Board of Education voted along party and race lines to approve a resolution aimed at banning critical race theory. The resolution prohibits teaching anything that would indoctrinate students in social or political ideologies that promote one race or sex above another. Um, and so it's been getting a lot of fodder. Now, the phrase, uh, though, has become a catch all broadly used to critique anti-racism or diversity language in curriculum or teacher training. In Alabama, you went one step further. You're going to penalize teachers. Yeah, the board adopted an administrative rule that would allow action to be taken against teachers who violate that new policy. Senator Hatcher, 
Critical race theory. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, it's a distraction. Mm. Uh, and it's a distraction that we, we, we're going to have to take seriously, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's all that is. Um, you know, here we are on the very day that the state board uh, took up that measure. I don't know how many uh, hundreds of students and teachers were sent home as a result of this uh, COVID crisis that we're continuing right. to experience. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is an embarrassment, uh, certainly on the part of the Republican Party, to now decide that this is the perfect campaign buzzword uh, of words, and certainly when you have the magic word in the in the phrase race, critical race theory, uh, something my friend uh, and brother uh, Senator Roberts knows about because he was in law school. Mm-hmm. This is where it was done. This is where uh, the expression was coined, no doubt, by I think our sister Kimberly Crenshaw, I believe is her name, and I know Derek Bell. Uh, was speaking about it at Harvard for many years. Mm-hmm. Why were they talking about that? Mm-hmm. They wanted to, to, to see how the law, and correct me if I'm wrong, Senator Roberts, contributes to the, uh, uh, the subordinate status of, of African-American people, indigenous people in this country, and why it is that when you look at these patterns of inequality, they continue to stubbornly exist. This is what they were doing at that level in law school to look at it. Not from K through 12. Nobody <laughs> was doing this, teaching this to kids. Right. Because, first of all, this is a different level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And finally, let me say this about the state of Alabama and how hypocritical this is. It was John Knox in this very state with the most convoluted constitution the world over mm-hmm. who said, if we should have white supremacy, we shall do it by law, citizen by citizen, article by article. Now, we have a problem in the country as it relates to race and place. We know this. And so, and, so to, and so to try to gloss over these issues by, you know, with this backlash effort to reverse uh, racial reckoning is in and of itself just incredibly egregious. So I'm, I'm, I am, I am, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to speaking to it. We have probably no less than three to five bills that have been pre-filed uh, around this issue with individuals who have no knowledge of what critical race theory is. <laughs> and they don't, and they don't. Senator Roberts, we've got a couple more minutes. Uh, if you can briefly give us your take on it. Yeah, well, your question, I mean, the timing is impeccable. Earlier, um, just this summer, our House was having special hearings regarding critical race theory. And it's similar to what Senator Hatcher was saying. These are not being taught in K through 12 um, school. This is just not being taught in Missouri. So it's, it, it would almost be comical if, it, if you know, our legislature <laughs> wasn't actually trying to find ways to stop certain things from being able to be taught. And I mean, the key word in there is theory. The, the way it's being portrayed in the media is like this is some grand liberal and indoctrination mm-hmm. um, uh, education, which just simply isn't the case. So and, and you know, quite notably in, in Missouri, when they were having these, these hearings regarding it, they wouldn't take any opposition uh, testimony. You know, the NAACP folks, you know, who were lined up and wanted to come mm-hmm. speak against this legislation were not allowed to, which is just you know, a huge insult mm-hmm. to the yeah. uh, institution and mm-hmm. the legislative process. So, wow. uh, again, it, it's one of those um, political issues that just the, the animus towards it, there's no... Um, real basis for it. 
All right. And, and the Go idea ahead. is to put their grievances and resentment in, in this expression, critical race theory, in order to mobilize uh, the people around this red meat uh, for a non-existing boogeyman. That's really what it is. Right. And I would add exactly. this final piece, uh, Sheila. Uh-huh. You know, Voltaire had an interesting expression that he said, we owe respect to the living and to the dead we owe only the truth. And the fact of the matter is, is that if we're going to talk about this, then okay, I'm going to put on the table the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Let's put this on the table. That if you're willing to pull this from an understanding, you know, certainly the way people have, have talked about uh, the notion of race and place in the country, you, no long, you, don't, you don't want your kids hearing about, you know, what we've done as it relates to a country and how we ended up where we are with race being so, so much a part of our system. Okay, now we're going to have to have a serious conversation about how we talk about the Confederacy. And how that's so acceptable for you to continue to celebrate in, in your space and places. And yet now, you don't want to even tell the young people why it is we celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. Uh, gentlemen, you have been exciting, very exciting, uh, very knowledgeable on those three topics we talked about. Uh, Senator Stephen Roberts of Missouri, thank you for joining uh, Senator Kurt Hatcher. This is the Hatcher Report. We really appreciate you being. I hope you're having a good time with your host. Senator Hatcher is a great host if you're coming to Montgomery. that If, if, if you want to be around, know what's going on, you want to be around him. So, And I certainly appreciate you calling in, uh, both of you, gentlemen again you are listening to the hatcher report i am your host sheila smooth senator hatchers always wants to keep you informed in your district in your area and he has been he's going to do this every month so join us next month again for the hatcher report okay gentlemen thank you so much for joining us everybody have a great week and go get your blessing thank you sheila thank you thank you can't be mad at the things you've been through because they Show muscle. Now you're strong.